This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. I, Not stupid. So I Lovely th- kids. But. I think I'm getting sick too. My voice is like really low. Yeah, they're having like the other day, Mabry had like a low grade fever and they all Uh-oh. have bad coughs. I didn't really think much about it. And now I'm just like, because I'm so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like even at the gym, I was on the treadmill for like 20 minutes and normally I can go a full 40 and still yeah. be okay afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, But I it was taking my breath away. I was I like couldn't breathe. Yeah. I was coughing yeah. yesterday, too, and I'm it's like, like in my chest, I can feel it. Like, I need some, like, vapor rub or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's so easy to just be like, oh, it's my period, because periods yeah, are the worst. Yeah, because periods ruin yeah. me. But, so, yeah. I thought we just went too hard at panic. Yeah. But <laughs> then I'm like, that. no, it's lingering. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have some listener stories for the first time, and actually, I looked over a year. Well, yeah, because no one sent No one has in. sent any in, so. That's fine. If you guys want to tell us about stuff, please do. Make it true. Yes. That doesn't mean make up a story and go out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> it means just something with something to back it up, you know? Yeah. Just don't be like, well, this one time I saw a three-headed dog <laughs> carrying a baby in my bedroom. It's like, clearly we know that's false. <laughs> that don't, don't that bullshit is a us. hallucination probably yeah. brought on by some kind of yeah. fun drug. drug but... You can't bullshit a bullshitter. No. We know what acid's like. <laughs> no, we don't. Nope. Um, but yeah, so send those into hellandhighhorror at gmail.com, just like these lovely people did. The first one we have is from Janae. Janae is like our super fan. She's amazing. Her and Bacon Bits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my best friend, Mark... Actually, she says BFF. Could be boyfriend forever, best friend forever. (laughs) Best fiend for now. Best fucking friend, Mark, (laughs) has been going back and forth trying to move within his building or bridge (laughs) (laughs) to a new apartment because some are remodeled and they told him he needed to move out anyway so that they can remodel his floor, the 11th. That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) And so the new unit was not ready and they kept jerking him around. So they ended up giving him the penthouse, which is the 15th floor facing the city. Other side faces Puget Sound and Port of Tacoma. Yeah, in Seattle. I figured it. (laughs) From from those two places. (laughs) And um, gave him discounted rent for the price of what he was supposed to be paying for the similar unit. Great. So he got the good one. He held but out. But not forever, right? This was just I think it's just temporary. temporary. Okay. Yeah. He said he was lying on the side watching TV and felt someone patting his arm lightly a few times. Then he said that night his bed was shaking. He knows he was awake, not asleep, paralysis. I don't think your bed shakes during sleep paralysis. Well, you sometimes your mind makes up weird shit going on, Oh, that's on, true, you that's know? true. Because it's like, what's going on with me? Yeah. Instead, it feels like someone pushing down on the bed or like a little kid jumping on the bed. Oh, no. Then, a few days later, he came home and his lava lamp was turned on. Oh, God. Why does he have a lava lamp? Throw out your lava lamp. lamp. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Then, a few nights later, he woke up and the foot of his bed was being lifted up and dropped 
like his top mattress. Well, maybe the ghost of Mike Malevolent. <laughs> I told him how to sage, and he did, but he says it didn't help. I feel like that's not going to help for most things. Only if it's like for it's bad, mostly it's just like, for like ener- bad yeah, energy. Yeah, bad energy. If it's yeah. just like a ghost from Casper, they're not going to care about yeah, sage. Yeah, it's if it's like an actual entity, sage yeah. ain't going to cut it. There has been one child that died in that building and, a, and several elderly. How'd the guy there? What? Also, one guy fell asleep with a cigarette and set the whole floor <gasps> on fire and passed away. Yikes. Yikes. He thinks it's the little kid. I said, leave a tennis ball out for him slash it. Good. Call it it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it was me. I would rather think about having a ghost dog than a kid. Yeah. I don't know any kids that play with tennis balls. <laughs> I know well, a lot of dogs that play with tennis balls. I mean... Balls. <laughs> I want to know how the kid died. Yeah, me too. Was it brutal? Was it like Eric Clapton's kid just fucking ran out the window? If I saw you yes. in oh, Just God. ran out the <laughs> fucking window. Woo. You yeah. guys, one of the richest men in the world. His kid time. just, And yeah. his kid just ran out. Ran it's out like, you window. don't have a nanny? No, you don't I have think seven the nanny nannies. was there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There was. They were just... They were yeah. just like, she was just, you know, shooting Fucking the shit crazy. with some drinks. She was on her coffee break. Yep. She's like, I can't handle <laughs> You get time. those when you watch kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. I, although I was making coffee the other day mm-hmm. and um, Bodhi started to cry and I went, Bodhi, please, shh, I just need to make this coffee. <laughs> and he, he looked at me and then he started laughing. <laughs> That's so <laughs> He funny. must have felt the panic in my voice when yeah. both of them weren't napping. I was like, shh, 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 I, I just, just need, need the coffee. And he's just like, ah, he's like, ah, okay, ah. you crazy lady. <laughs> That's funny. So this is from Zaria, who is actually one of my Facebook friends. And she says, hello, my name is Zaria, pronounced like Daria. Something happened close to me recently, and I almost immediately thought to tell you guys. I kind of procrastinated, though. Oops. Austin may have seen this because we're friends on Facebook, but probably not. I do see a lot of her posts, but I didn't see this. Yeah, plus who cares what Austin sees? Yeah, I know. It's only half of this podcast. (laughs) 50% at best that's failing. (laughs) A woman was murdered on January 9th or early in the morning on January 10th in the town next to mine. Like 45 minutes away or something like that. Maybe closer to 30 minutes. (laughs) We're going to time this drive. It was a burglary gone wrong. She was 56 and she was the main caretaker for her 80-year-old mother who was the one who found her dead. Yikes. Yeah. There's like no information available yet and I believe there's no suspects. It's terrifying. My dad used to work with the victim like eight years ago. They weren't close, but it's still really crazy. I've been really paranoid about going outside at night or even unlocking doors to let dogs in or out. Hopefully the murderer gets caught soon. So this was a few emails because she kept sending us updates. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Not very long, but I figured you guys would want to hear it anyway. I'll send updates if anything happens. I love the podcast. I'm blowing through the episodes, sometimes listening to multiple a day. Happy hauntings. Yay. So here's the first update. Update. There was a second murder discovered at 1.20 p.m. today. Police are urging everyone to lock all doors and windows. They think they're related. Man, maybe your dad should listen to that advice. (laughs) The other day we're at dinner and I'm like, you leave your doors open. He goes, we don't leave them open. We leave them unlocked. unlocked. I was like, right, well, they might as well just be open. I love that his rationale was we have dogs yeah like, your dogs suck your dogs don't care <laughs> so she sent like screenshots and articles and stuff so this is what i added to it mm-hmm. so that 
we kind of have a melding of what she's telling us and the report. So 56-year-old Connie Kuntz was found dead in her home in Gardenville Ranchos, Nevada on January 10th. 74-year-old Sophia Rankin was found dead also in her home just a few miles from Kuntz's house on January 13th. On January 15th, Gerald and Sharon David, 80 and 81 years old respectively, were found shot dead. Okay, so it's no longer robberies gone wrong No, at this point. <clears throat> so they were found shot dead in their house in um, South Reno, Nevada. All four victims had been robbed and several firearms were missing from the David's home. So then she says, here's another update. Here's some updates on the murder investigation. They found the killer and he confessed to at least the murder of the couple in Reno, as far as I know. They also just found 11 firearms in the place where he said he buried them. It keeps getting crazier. Why are you burying firearms? (laughs) So this is what I looked up and added now. A 19-year-old man named Wilbur Ernesto Martinez Guzman. Yeah. I was really getting shit done. Right. He's motivated. He's a self-starter. As far as murderers go, hey, at least he knows what he wants to do. He does. You gotta find a a passion. (laughs) Yes. In life. Or really, you know, what's the point? He was arrested on multiple charges that link him to four murders. Martinez Guzman was arrested under probable cause and gave a confession under Miranda. He told investigators that he had stolen guns from the Davids, that was the elderly couple in Reno, and that he had buried them east of Carson City. He claims to have killed the couple with another stolen twenty-two caliber revolver. Investigators recovered 11 firearms from the site indicated by Martinez Guzman. He was indicted on 36 counts, including four counts of murder. If convicted on the possession charges against him alone... Martinez Guzman will be eligible for a 150-year prison sentence. Yay. That's without the murders. Yeah. He is currently being held in Carson City Jail on a $500,000 bail and a no-bail hold from immigration authorities who claim that he is in the U.S. illegally from El Salvador. Yeah. So now he can't get out. Nope. So here are the listed charges. Against the big list. Yes, against Martinez Guzman in Carson City. This is going to make you real angry, okay? Okay. Okay, so first, three counts of burglary, which is a Category B felony. Now then see that? I'm okay with No, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> Possession of a stolen firearm, Category B felony. It was a Savage twenty two caliber rifle belonging to the Davids. Possession of a stolen firearm a 7.62 rifle with a bayonet belonging to the Davids. I didn't know Why? you could get a bayonet rifle. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what, are you going to war? Yeah. I know. <laughs> actually, hunting rifles still have bayonets really? on them. The redcoats are coming. That's the only reason you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Possession of a stolen firearm, an Ithaca rifle belonging to the Davids. Possession of a stolen firearm, a Remington 1187 shotgun I, belonging to sorry, the Davids. Can I just say... For all those people who are like, I need guns for protection. Well, thank God they had all those guns <laughs> for, for their protection. protection and still wound up murdered in their bed because murderers are going to be like, okay, I'll wait till you get your gun out of the yeah. safe and then we'll go at this Western style. <laughs> oh, we are not even half done. Um, possession of a stolen firearm, another Savage 9317 HMR rifle belonging to the Davids. 
possession of a stolen firearm, a Ranger 20-gauge shotgun belonging to the Davids, possession of a stolen firearm, Remington shotgun belonging to the Davids. Okay, here's the thing, though. You know what I'm hearing from this? What? As far, I, I mean, I have very limited gun knowledge. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like they were hunters. All these guns are... Most of these guns are hunting guns. Yeah. Shotguns and but rifles. But there's all kinds. Like, they had a very... It's you'll so see, weird. they had a wide range. Okay, um, Possession of a stolen firearm, an Ivor Johnson Arms 410 shotgun belonging to the Davids. Possession of a stolen firearm, a bolt-action rifle belonging to the Davids. Possession of a stolen firearm, a Mark V 270 Magnum rifle belonging to the Davids. Oh, see, now that's not a hunting gun. Possession of a stolen firearm, a Remington 1187 12-gauge shotgun belonging to the Davids. Possession of a stolen firearm, high-standard 22 revolver belonging to the Davids. Well, not... Not really a hunting gun, no, right? No, I don't know. You wouldn't no. use a revolver. No. <laughs> Those are like uh, Tuesday specials. Yeah. Right? Those are like... Um, so th- those are all the weapons he stole from, from the Davids. So glad they had those. Yes. Also, I don't really know a lot about guns. Just, Just so I preface that at the end, mm-hmm. in case anyone's like, no, she's wrong. That gun and that gun's not a hunting gun. Yeah. I immediately apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't preemptively me. apologize. I, I, don't, I don't know that much about guns. <laughs> but I, also, none of this would have happened if they were all smart guns. Yeah. Just saying. I keep using the term Tuesday special, and I learned that from my grandpa, who's now 90. So clearly <laughs> it's an old term. That's yes. where I know. Uh, okay, so now we're getting into the stolen property. Okay. Okay, count of possession of stolen property with a value between $650 and $3,500. A Category C felony. A ring belonging to Gerald David valued at $750. Another possession of stolen property, Category C felony. Several belt buckles with the names of Sherry and Gerald David with a combined value of between $650 and $3,500. I know they belt buckles with their, with their names, names on, on it. it. Oh, oh god! Oh, these people are rough. <laughs> Hunting with belt buckles that have their name Match. on it. God, they must have been fun. Possession of stolen property: a set of Cobra golf clubs, a oh. set of Max Flight golf clubs, tools, and a toolbox with a value between a thousand dollars and two thousand dollars, all belonging to a victim that was not the homicide victims. Okay, so, so a robbery had, victim. Yeah. yeah. 12 counts of a prohibited person who is illegally or unlawfully in the U.S. in possession of a firearm, a Category D felony. You can't have guns if you're an illegal immigrant. Misdemeanor possession of stolen property having a value less than $650, and those were two rings that belonged to Connie Kuntz. Misdemeanor possession of stolen property, 16 silver rings. Toe rings and a turquoise Ugh. ring belonging to Connie Kuntz. These Guys, are, don't wear toe rings. These are Nevada people. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is rough. Vegas. I don't care. Shit. I mean, that's like 2012 high school <laughs> shit. Don't wear toe rings. <laughs> or it's like early 90s yeah. Western yeah, shit. It's yeah, it's weird. Um, account of obtaining money under false pretenses with a value under $650. It's a misdemeanor. After obtaining $379 from pawning rings belonging to Connie Kuntz. Another obtaining money under false pretenses with a value under $650 for obtaining $33 from selling the toe rings belonging to Connie Kuntz. And the last charge is a... Obtaining money under false pretenses with a value under six fifty, after obtaining one hundred twenty six dollars from selling a ring belonging to Gerald David, which they said was worth seven hundred and something dollars. Oh so God. I mean, who's 
Who's who's the criminal? I know. <laughs> and that's all we know about it so far. There's so many guns. There's a crazy guns amount are of guns. Dumb. It's just so many. And the fact that he was able to just take all of them. Yeah, I mean. And then he buried them. So why yeah. did you even take them, you fucking weirdo? I think he was going to come back later for them. But he didn't want to be hauling a shit ton of guns. Well, at some point you're going to haul a shit ton of guns. Yeah. You could go back. And Maybe he was he was waiting until he could like get them under the Maybe cover of night. Maybe he trained an eagle. To fly out there and, <laughs> and grab one. I want time. this one today. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, that's why you don't need guns. Look at that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't protect you at it, all. It didn't protect them. It I mean, almost never. And does. they were killed with their own guns. Well, so most I mean, people are. <laughs> most people are. So this is a short one. I really couldn't find a lot about it. Okay, um, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. This is from Sydney. Hello. Oh no, John Dean. Oh. <laughs> wow, this is a really short one. Yeah, but Jesus. then we can also talk because he sent two emails. Oh. One was the video. <gasps> I know. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay, yeah. John Dean. <laughs> this happened in a little northeast Texas town of about 23,000 people. I actually went to school with this guy from about second grade until he robbed and beat his grandmother, who died a few days later. I'll send a few links to what I found. Reginald Olden Allen was arrested for aggravated robbery in 1997 in Harrison County, Texas. Ah, the north of Texas. Just kidding. I have no idea where <laughs> He was charged and convicted for capital murder of a police officer. Slash fireman. Fireman. Oh, he was both. International, <laughs> <It> was both. <laughs> international murder slash causing dead. <laughs> Had to be a typo. Causing death. Intentional murder <laughs> slash causing death. Causing death. <laughs> Aggravated robbery and burglary of a habitation. habitation. What yeah. a weird way to say that. It, it is a really weird way to say, like, home burglary. Yeah, but I thought he killed his grandma. Was his grandma the his police His grandma officer? was the intentional, intentional murder. murder. And he yeah. also killed a police officer? Yeah, apparently. But So the thing was, John sent us two links, but they were both to the guy's prison profile. Uh-huh. So there Is wasn't like any information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's looking for a lovely woman about 5'6". No. Who doesn't mind violence. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't particularly have a close relationship with her grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, there, so it was really just his prison profile. So there was, like, a picture of him, and I got the charges and mm-hmm. where he is, but after... An intense Googling sesh. There wasn't a lot. A lot of I info. couldn't find anything about the the actual crime. Uh, and also, um, there's a lot of people named Reginald Olden Allen. Weirdly. Really? Yeah. Weird name. Or like Reggie Olden Allen. Ugh, Reggie. Yeah. That's worse. Reggie. I'll just call him Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but... John also sent us uh, this video. <laughs> this of... video. And so Reppy almost, she was so, <laughs> like, she was so nervous about this yeah. video. So this is what he said. He said, this is a video of my second cousin either committing suicide mm-hmm. or being murdered by police. <laughs> I'm sending a YouTube link that shows the video of the event. If you look up her name, there are lots of articles and so forth. She had several mental issues. Her name is Christina. Christiana. Oh, Christiana Quingnard. 
Coinard. Coinard. I think it's Coinard. It's C-O-I-G-N-A-R-D. We got this email. And I was like, well, I was panicked at first because I was like, I don't want to watch a woman, like, hang Die. herself. Yeah. And be like, oh, is it, like, I didn't know what he was referencing, but it's actually this horrible video that is her going in. It's like security footage from a, from police, a police station lobby. Yes. And she walks in and she, I guess, uh, the, this particular police station, there weren't people there. You had to, like, call mm-hmm. in and then they would let the police officers in the or back. Or they were just all Kind of know or whatever. Yeah. So she uses this phone. Her behavior is a little odd. She's standing around weirdly, like, just staring off into space. Not She's not, like, on her phone or, mm-hmm. like, leaning. It. She's just kind of staring. But if you were upset about something or whatever, you might just do that. Yeah. And so she picks up the phone on the wall. She calls in. She hangs it up. And she just stands there. Yeah. And then eventually a police officer comes in. And that's where you see her talking to the police officer. And all of a sudden he just, bam, takes her down. Yeah. And what had happened is in official reports, it says that she had indicated that she had had a weapon on her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what weapon she indicated how or she how, indicated. if she motioned to it or yeah. if she was like, I'm going to straight up fucking kill you. So, like, I don't know what she said, but this cop's first reaction was to just tackle her. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like he asked a lot of questions. He wasn't like, let's sit. Maybe you should give me that. He didn't take out his firearm. Mm-hmm. like, And then he tackles her to the ground. He wrestles violently. He wrestles with her, Mm -hmm. this poor girl. And then at one point, she's sitting on a chair. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he had grabbed the weapon from her or if he just is like restraining her against the chair. Mm -hmm. And then it's unclear really what happens because there's no audio. So you can't tell what they're talking about. Yeah. But she seems to just kind of be sitting there. Yeah, but she's with him. So they could be talking or they could not be talking. It's kind of grainy, it's hard Mm -hmm. to tell. And then all of a sudden, does she just start running or does she push him? How no, does she thought, get standing again? I thought again? she just stood up. Yeah, I think she just took like a step or yeah. two. Well, she goes, it looks like, to me, it looks like he said something that made mm-hmm. her afraid because she goes into a corner. Yeah. It's not like she books it to the door mm-hmm. to leave. She goes into the corner of the room and he he doesn't tackle her again. He's just standing there. And he draws his weapon, and as he draws his weapon, two other police officers start to enter. She runs, mm-hmm. and they shoot her. All the police like officers in the room times. shoot her. Yeah. 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 I think she was shot three times, and one bullet missed her. Yeah. And so, and she dies, obviously. Yeah. She... But it just seems like, oh, oh, I, while they're wrestling, mm-hmm. at one point, the cop tases her. That oh, is, yeah? Yeah, because okay. they say that, that. that they had used... I didn't notice it either, but in the report, it says they had tased her and nothing happened. Huh. Like, it didn't It didn't bring her down, which tasing normally doesn't. It normally, yeah. like, kind of wakes you up, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, um... Well, so I'm... I actually pulled the video up so mm-hmm. I could refresh, but... So, when she is shot, she's actually... Isn't she in that corner, like, kind of by where the the front desk is? So the front desk is on the opposite side. She's in this corner. She gets up after having been taken mm-hmm. down. 
by like vending machines or something. Yeah, she, it's it looks by, like it's it by goes, like the window, yeah, the front window, and, and, where and there's you like come a in. hallway that goes back, mm-hmm. and it must lead to offices or something. Because at something one point, like some man comes back from out yeah. there. Yeah, so she's in the corner. Mm-hmm. They're around her, but no one's touching her. And then she kind of walks quickly yeah. to a bench, like a bunch of seats to sit down. Yes, yeah, and that's when they all open fire on her. Yeah, she like yeah. runs. Yeah, yeah. She, not, I mean, but she's not, the one thing is, for one, she's not running away. She's not running towards the door. Yeah. And for two, she's not drawing a weapon. No. And she's not running towards anyone. Yeah. She's just running. It looks like, it looks like to me that she's afraid and she's trying to get away from them. Yeah. So, yeah. like, maybe she's, there's a door kind of over in that area. Like, maybe she's like. Oh, there's a door over there. I'm going to run back there. Like, yeah. who knows what was going on in her mind? Or they're I'm going to run to the, the Yeah, exit. they're blocking the yeah. exit. But, so I pulled up an article to get a little bit more information. Mm-hmm. So they said that she suffered from depression and she was on medication for bipolar right. disorder. She had entered the Dallas police station. She picked up a phone in the lobby and asked to speak with an officer. Mm-hmm. And so they said that she had written, I have a gun on her hand. Oh. So part of the, part of what happened was, so 10 minutes after she calls for an officer, she's dead. Right. And. She was shot five times. Yes. And also, just for everyone's knowledge, she didn't have a gun. She actually had a knife. She had a knife, Not that the police officers knew that, but. Couldn't they have frisked her or something? She wasn't ever pulling anything out. She was on the floor. Yeah. Like, and they took her down, Couldn't, like, by the head. Right, yeah. They really, they, like, took her by the hair and, like, pushed. It looked yeah, like a, it was a bad brutal. lunch fight. It looked it like. Did. It looked like. So you a, think he'd like just be WWE, able to. Like Yeah, you think he'd just be able to cuff her. Like, okay, now I know yeah. you have a weapon. I'm so gonna I'm going to treat you. you like someone who has a yeah. weapon and is coming for but me. They, I'll cuff you and search you. Yeah, but they don't. They do not uh, cuff no, her They, like, sit all. her in a chair. He takes her down. They sit her in a in a chair. Mm-hmm. Then somehow, I think she tries to get up. They tase her, so she's on the floor again. They say that she broke free and charged at one of the officers with a knife. Yeah, but we don't see that in the We don't see her tar- in the video. going towards a, an officer directly. I don't even see her take a knife out Yeah, me either. But, so they just open fire on her. She's dead. And then none of them attempt... CPR or anything, they kind of just stand well, there. I don't think they would after that. Yeah. After being shot five times, you probably just kind of know. Just, you're just dead. I'm looking at it again right now to yeah. see if I can see here. I don't see her try to pull anything, but he has her on the ground. Yeah. Just cuff her. And, like, and then he's, he's backing up. She's on the floor. So she's on the floor, and then she gets up, and it's at about nine minutes and 35 seconds they're just standing yeah. around her one officer has something pulled it's either a gun I think or a that's taser. The taser i think that's when they tase her yeah and then she oh, and then she, she i guess she does charge at she him runs at him but when he moves she doesn't move to run at him she just keeps running straight straight yeah well like, and by she only gets a couple feet and then right, she's dead. But, but he moves, she mm-hmm. keeps running, and then they fire. Yeah. So you'd then think they they'd just wait her. until she hit the wall. Like, she was clearly running to the wall, and then they all fire at her. Yeah. Which I, I get the idea of. I understand police. There are some comments that were like, shoot her in the leg. Police don't do yeah. that. That's not how they're trained. No. So I Which get is, that. I they get should that. be trained like that. Right. But and I get that. 
in last case effort, if they really feel like this person's going to attack them, they need to shoot a person. Yeah. Okay. It just didn't seem like that in this case. It might have been murder by, like, her attempt at murder by suicide, but it doesn't really matter what her intent was. Did she go in because she feel felt like she needed help or she knew she was going to attack an officer to get shot? It doesn't really matter. The, yeah. the point is, is that this isn't how cops should react to a girl with a knife running in a police officer with three police officers around there. There should have been some other way. Yeah. And, like, yes, those police officers would have had to risk the fact that they might have been stabbed. But your first reaction shouldn't be to kill. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you do when you're yeah. a police officer. You might die. It's part of your... It's part it's, of the it's job. unfortunately yeah. one of the risks You can't just go job. shooting young girls because they're... I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. You can't just yeah. go shooting people... She was 17 years yeah. old. And she, it and again it was a knife and when he moved he was he, he backed up and then he was out of her target. Yeah. She was slowing down, running straight, wasn't running at him anymore. Mm-hmm. So you think he could just back up and try to talk to her? Yeah. Instead his first reaction was I'll shoot her. Yeah, let's just all like, shoot her at the but, same time. But once you stepped back, you were no longer in danger. Yeah. So this actually happened in 2015. Sorry. I thought it was longer ago. Yeah. um, So, and her family is fighting. They're fighting for... um, Because it's not right. Yeah. Again, it doesn't matter what her intent was. She shouldn't have... Even if her intent was to be murdered, you know, suicide Suicide by by cop, cop. she shouldn't... They shouldn't have killed her. Like, she shouldn't have been able to get away with it, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, however you want to phrase it. Because in that case, you think they'd... Try to talk her down, try to do something. And then if at the end they tried everything and she was just slashing at police officers, mm-hmm. then at least everything is... Like, to me, shooting someone is last case. It's so you It's yeah. you or them. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't feel like that drastic of a situation in this video. Like, it doesn't feel like it's him or her. Especially when they had the opportunity... To search To her. disarm her. If she had, I have a gun, you have every right to search that yeah, person I, especially with the way they took her down i mean he was shocked she was she was on the floor face down and he was on her back yes easy enough to to hold her down until he got cuffs or he should have cuffs on him but even if he didn't police officer i mean another police for another officer right another officer joined him Mm -hmm. like i guess he heard the commotion and kind of joined him after a minute or so Mm -hmm. but you would think you would just cuff them right away search them you know I mean, and then the they video... would have seen that she has a knife and not a gun mm-hmm. and that maybe then they could put together, okay, maybe she's mentally ill. Why is she coming in here saying she has a gun? Something so drastic. Yeah. If really all she has is a knife and all that stuff could be done. Yeah. So the officers involved are Glenn Durr, who's the one she charged after, mm-hmm. uh, Grace Bagley and Jean Duffy. And the family is has a suit. At least they did. I don't know this... There hasn't been a lot of updates. Um, They had a suit that, you know, alleges use of excessive force that violates the Fourth Amendment. And then they also said that the officers breached the Americans with Disabilities Act because she's mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Well, excessive force is exactly what it is. It is clearly excessive force. And it's just plain incompetence. I mean, 
it's just that last bit where she yeah. charges at him. He moves out of the way, and he, then they all fire. Yeah, it's he not does like a backward scuttle. Yeah, like, it's not like they the other police officers fire at her before he moves out of the way, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. they thought she was going to kill this cop. They wait, and he's out of the way, and then they shoot her. Yeah, it's They crazy. don't even wait to see if she charges more or, like... And I know that sounds dumb, like, you're going to wait, but... Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're going to wait. And you're she's, a cop. Not only that, she's a minor. Yeah, and she's, she clearly has something wrong with her if she's coming into a police station yeah. written on her hand, I have a gun. Like, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't like, I have a bomb, or at any moment yeah. it could go off. Like, mm-hmm. she would have had to... You just saw her pull a knife, so she doesn't have yeah, a gun and on she her. Didn't she can't pull just a knife shoot for, you. She didn't pull that knife until 10 minutes into this... Yeah. After she had been taken to the floor. And we don't floor. know what they're saying to her. No, we have that's no idea. We have no idea if they're saying something that's getting her riled up. Mm-hmm. If it, where she f- Or she feels unsafe. Or, not yeah. that I'm saying, the, I mean, I don't think they would. They're officers. They're trained not to. But if you have someone who's mentally ill, you could say something and not realize it sets them off. Especially bipolar. My dad has oh, bipolar. Yeah. And you could be like, hey, the weather looks nice. And he'd... he'd you know, storm out of the room, he'd be Mm -hmm. so angry. So, like, it's very, you have to be very careful when they're not taking the right medication. Mm -hmm. So he could have said something that set her off, and then they're fighting, and she's like, ah, I'm going to charge at him. Yeah. And she's obviously, like, there's obviously something going on mentally. But that doesn't mean she needs to be murdered. Yeah. I mean. Problem is, is at the end of the day, she might have ended up dying anyway. Mm -hmm. But it was too soon they didn't wait until it was you know what i mean and they didn't take proper right if again again if they were like oh stand down and they tried and tried Mm -hmm. and tried and all of a sudden she's attacking one of them with a knife then yes i get shooting her but she she was just running at them with i guess a knife and not that we could even see on the video but also, yeah. I mean, it can't be that big because I paused that video and I zoomed in and it doesn't look like really anything's in her hand. Yeah. So it can't be, I think it was just like a small paring knife yeah, or something, like something a steak like knife or tiny. something. So I just don't, I don't think in that moment that was the right move. No. And I think a lot of police officers make that same move mm-hmm. and it comes down to like, I mean, in this case she wasn't black, but it comes down to the same thing where... You see a, you know, a black guy down the hall or the, down that alleyway and you f- see him reach for something. You assume it's a gun. You shoot. If it was a gun, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. But you made the decision because you were afraid. Yeah. You and can't that's act fine, out of fear. But you can't. When mm-hmm. you're a police officer, you don't get to act out of fear. You don't get to shoot them because yeah. you're afraid they'll shoot you. You have to wait until it's you or them. Yeah. Or the public or them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... Absolutely. You don't get to just be like, I was scared she was going to maybe stab me, Mm -hmm. but also you fucking took her down real well. I don't, and there was three other police officers in the room. 17 year old I don't know if she could really do much damage to you. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I I, think they just reacted out of fear, out of like, oh, what do we do? Shoot her. Yeah. The total lack of trying to disarm her mm-hmm. is really fucked up yeah like they're they're just they didn't follow any I mean, kind of it's just, procedure it's clearly their fault yeah it's clearly it's their very fault. clearly so that's an infuriating case oh that made me mad i'm so yes. sorry john dean thanks john i love your sausages <laughs> that's just jimmy, jimmy. dean <laughs> So this is from Sydney. Uh, She says, hello, my name is Sydney, and I just started listening to your podcast, and I was instantly addicted. I have a few crazy things that have happened recently in my town. 
This is an older one. Sydney is one of our Patreon supporters. Like, I recognize her name all the time. I've sent her stickers and stuff for Patreon. Yes, I love Sydney. So, I love Lamp. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She says, I live in Bend, Oregon. Hey, I want to move to Oregon. (laughs) We can live together. On February 20th, 2018, the day before my birthday, a young woman named Sarah Gomez went missing. Immediately, authorities pointed to the boyfriend, well, Brian congratulations, Penner. Congratulations, Austin, the day before your birthday. Look right? at that. Yay. This is what happens. <laughs> February is a very lonely month for many. Yeah. <laughs> After Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because people, until Valentine's Day, they're hoping. They're like, mm-hmm. I'll get a date. Yes. Someone will love Some, me. Some magic is And then happen. nothing no. magical happens, and that's when they kill. Yeah. You just have to after that's that. That's they strike. <laughs> After a search of his home, blood and DNA belonging to Gomez was found and Penner was taken into custody. Not long after being taken into the jail, he was found hanging from his jail cell in an apparent suicide. With still no sign of Gomez after countless searches of Bend and the surrounding area, her family had lost hope. Then Memorial Day weekend, a hiker found a body wrapped in a tarp. But waited until 8 a.m. the next day to call the police. Why? Why? For what reason? <laughs> like, well, maybe it's a Halloween decoration. Yeah, it's fine. We should see. Yeah. The family was relieved to find the body, but stated that the area she was found in had already been searched. <gasps> so they're just bad searchers. Or they can never find Waldo. Or it's one of them. Or <laughs> or someone moved the body. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> Here is my take it on this. It was his ghost. <laughs> yes. Ooh. That was the only way he was going to do it. Here's my take on this. The boyfriend did it with an accomplice. And once he killed himself in jail, the person who helped him dump the body where they knew had been searched, this person probably helped with the searches. Also, what the fuck? Why did this hiker find her at 4.30 p.m. and waited until 8 a.m. the next day? That, that bitch, bitch is fucking is, guilty. Yeah. Yes. And I agree. That bitch is fucking yes. guilty. Because it would make sense if maybe his lover helped him. Mm. And then he dies and she's like, well, I'll move the body. Yeah. Because then no one will find it thinking, like, these are places we're already searched or whatever. Yeah. No one will search here again. Mm-hmm. That's probable. Yep. Yeah. Or moved it to, like, so say it was this bitch, right? Uh-huh. And say she had so. I mean, now I'm just making shit up about this lady. <laughs> but say she was with, with what's his face? Penner. Yeah. She's like, I want to clear his name, so I'm going to move the body where I know it was searched. So it'll make... So that it'll yeah. make it look like someone moved the body after he died, so it couldn't have been him. Yeah. And then I'll call it in. They never immediately suspect the woman. Yeah. You know? Well. So Sydney also has some paranormal stories for us. She says, in a home my family no longer lives in, I had a terrifying experience. One night a few years ago, I was woken up when my TV turned on and the static was playing... Poltergeist style. Awesome. (laughs) Assuming one of my cats stepped on the remote, I got up and turned the TV off and shut my door. I went back to bed and a few minutes later, the TV turned on again and the remote was on my desk. Okay, I have to say though, Mm -hmm. I had a TV, my Samsung in my old house Mm -hmm. that's still in there. It just turned on sometimes. So wait, but was that the Greenwood Lake house? Because that place was haunted. No, no, no. This was Mendham. Okay. uh, Mendham house is definitely haunted too. Yeah. It's so old. How could it it not be? It's like 200 years old. Yeah, but so your family hasn't lived in it the whole time. So there's no. been people who have probably no, died yeah. in there. Well, okay. Because originally, so originally that house, sorry, mm-hmm. this is a tangent, but <laughs> originally that house was apartments 
Oh. For like single men in the area who worked on farms, like this was mm-hmm. back in yeah, back in the back, day, back back back. And then it got turned into two apartments. Mm-hmm. And then sixty years ago, my grandparents were staying in the upstairs apartment. There was a family in the downstairs, oh. and then they bought out the family downstairs and conformed it into a house. Oh wow! But that house that. is actually on the historic registry. That's great. Yeah. So Sydney got up and turned it off again. Now shaken. It happened again a few minutes later. At this point, I was ready to shit myself. <laughs> Just unplug it. Yeah. I got up and unplugged the TV. Oh, okay. I didn't sleep anymore that night with the fear that the TV would turn on again, even though it was unplugged. I now live in Bend with my grandparents who have owned this house since it was built. A lot of animals oh have God. died in this house. <laughs> Not because they were murdered, but because they've had a lot of pets in the 40 plus years they've lived in the house. I have a cat named Miko who is a big snuggle bug. She always falls asleep pressed up against me. Multiple nights since I got her, I would feel the weight of a cat walk up the bed and lay down pressed up against me. But it wasn't Miko. These experiences don't scare me because I know the deceased animal just wants some love and compassion. Miko will run around the house and look like she's playing with another cat, but she's our only one. I'm going to attach a picture of Miko because she only has one eye and is fucking adorable. I have to go back and see that picture. Thanks for the amazing content. Signed, Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. Next. Tia. (gasps) There's an eye survived. (laughs) Where a girl named Tia gets her Mm -hmm. baby ripped out of her. (gasps) I hope it's it's this one. That happens way too much. Yeah, there's like five eye survives where a woman gets a baby ripped out of her. Anyway. Hi, guys. (laughs) I have something that happened in my hometown. It's not exactly paranormal. And it didn't happen to me, but a few years ago, a woman named Catherine Knight <gasps> skinned her husband and attempted to feed him to the kids. Oh, oh my attempted. gosh. She's not a very good did you Did you listen to the last podcast episodes about her? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's crazy. Like, that's a crazy story. It's Australian. Okay. Oh, so she'll have an accent. <laughs> nope, that's British. Okay. It's a pretty interesting story. My dad actually worked with the man who was skinned. <gasps> oh. So, apparently... God, I don't want to ruin this for anyone, but she was like a butcher, a pig butcher, and she was able to like cut his entire skin off in one piece and hung it like a curtain. Yeah. And you could still see his face and everything. Uh, But But I want to know how his skin was. I want to. If it was moisture. I want her to ask their dad. How his skin in general in life. Have you ever shook his hand or. (laughs) Was it soft? Gave him a nice cheek clap. He. (laughs) Was it supple? He worked somewhere. He had worked... A lotion factory? Not a lotion factory. So I don't know how... His hands were probably calloused. Well, but... That's sexist. (laughs) Well, no. He worked with his hands. He worked... You just said you didn't know where he worked. He worked somewhere where he he did some labor, (laughs) you know? But she got him fired. It's... Listen to the last podcast episode. (laughs) If you can, it's also real graphic, though, because she was a nasty-ass bitch. So sometimes when my parents... A fightin' or fighting. My dad says, calm down, Catherine. And mom replies with, oh, trust me, I could skin you better than she did. She's a forensic scientist. (laughs) I love it. So I think that would be a pretty cool story. Also, I really love your podcast. And congratulations, Austin, on getting married and me on being alone. She didn't write that, but I like congrats. Yes, congrats on being alone. Um, Nobody loves me. Thank you, Tia. That is so crazy. I would love to hear more about if her dad knew like, what his knew skin him was more. like. No, not that. <laughs> that's the only thing I... Tia? That's the only email I care about. <laughs> but yeah, Catherine Knight is like infamous down there. She cut up 
pieces of him and cooked it and had a plate laid out for each of his children with their but names. But they didn't need it. She only tried to do it. Yeah, because the cops came and then it's really funny because all the cops that are interviewed are like, yeah, I couldn't eat, um, I couldn't eat meat for at least two months after that. Oh, I did hear <laughs> yeah. that. I think I heard part of this mm-hmm. episode's. Yeah. And, and she was like, there was something where she, oh, what was the word? There's like an Australian word for fucking, and she had a nickname oh, yes, about that, like, yeah, because um, she just she was great yeah. at fucking apparently. So apparently, and skinning <laughs> and skin. Well, she she was real good at skinning. Yeah. We know that. So this is from Allison. She says, "Hi, Austin Reppy. I don't know how interested in the story you'll be, but here goes. Uh, for the past year, I've lived next to the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago." My apartment window is directly adjacent to the building, a triangular structure with thin rectangular windows and a prison yard on the roof. That's weird. Yeah. During the day, I could see the prisoners on their yard break looking over the fence at the street below and the lights from their windows at night. I was a little apprehensive to live next door because the prison holds all security levels, including Max. And because the most recent escape was only five years ago. I hope they've changed guards. Yeah. In December of 2012, two bank robbers escaped the prison in the most cartoonish way possible. Kenneth Conley had robbed a bank in a south suburb in 2011. He apparently held up a gun to a teller and said, I have six bullets. I could put them in your head if you don't do what I tell you. Well, Joseph, <laughs> Joseph Jose Banks had apparently robbed several banks. Oh, his last name is Banks and he robs banks. Oh, um, that's fun. <laughs> Before getting caught, uh, he pistol-whipped a teller and was generally being very violent. On the night of the escape, they made a hole in the window of their 17th floor cell. Okay. They had apparently made a rope out of bed sheets, dental floss, and various scraps, scraps <laughs> of cloth. Dental floss. That's probably for sewing it together, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine it's actually That's not perfect. that sturdy yeah. though yikes they were pelled down to the street after stuffing their beds to make it look like they were still sleeping <laughs> and making fake bars to replace the ones in their window that they had knocked out that's they, smart this is some pinterest diy shit yeah. right here they also got civilian clothes somehow i guess because they managed to hail a cab afterwards at 2 a.m no one noticed they were gone until 7 a.m when other prison workers arrived for their shifts and saw the apparently 170 foot long rope dangling from the window uh this whole thing is wildly stupid and i'm amazed it worked Banks was caught two days later while Conley was free until early January 2013. They're in a supermax facility in Colorado now. Interestingly, at their sentencing for the escape, Banks blamed Conley for it, saying that he was bullied into it. He also (laughs) revealed himself to be a weirdo when he said to the judge, 17 stories and I live to tell, having survived the drop by the grace of God. I have to look at it as some mystical event that was destined to come about. He weirdly bragged about being uncaught for so long and praised himself in a 20-minute speech about how he was now a transformed pacifist or something. (laughs) He had to be restrained because of his outbursts. Very pacifistic. Um, (laughs) Banks later tried to file a lawsuit for $10 million against Chicago for negligence for having allowed him to escape. (laughs) That's amazing. The MCC in Chicago has a lot of weird stuff going on. Christopher Nolan's brother tried to escape from there. 
I don't know what he was there for. The orange is the new black lady was there for a while. A parking garage across the street from the MCC frequently has a late night impromptu strip show for the inmates. I've seen this once and it's super weird. Apparently prisoners inside the jail arrange for these shows. It's private property so no one can do anything about it except try to have security guards in the garage. (laughs) Can you imagine they're just bringing the pole and everything? (laughs) Anyway, that's my weird local prison story. Nothing awful has happened since I've lived in my apartment. Might look for new lodging next year. Also, I wanted to say that Austin sounds exactly like my cousin to the point that I wonder if she, a nurse, has a secret secret double life under a pseudonym as a horror podcast host. Thanks, Allison. She does. It is your cousin. Yes. Allison, no, I'm she not hates that. You. I'm not that bright. I can't be a nurse. <laughs> she can't be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? This, this one's from Mac. Hey, Mac. Which is the name of the dog? At the place I nanny. Oh, their dog's name is Mac? Is yeah, it short for anything? No, because their cat's name's Cheese. Mm. So they have Mac and Cheese. Okay. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Hi! He says, my name's Mac. I happened to stumble upon your podcast on iTunes, and let me tell you, I absolutely love it. Damn right you do. <laughs> it's so hard to find quality horror podcasts that balance both personal views and facts surrounding topics of serial killers, hauntings, and the usual tragedy caused by gremlins also known as creepy children <laughs> i saw online Don't after midnight <laughs> someone referred to children as crotch goblins and that's Ew. my favorite <laughs> no yeah they come from your crotch yeah but crotch goblins makes them seem like they they live there in your crotch in your crotch like they attack your crotch like children are attacking your crotch in a way they do <laughs> when Not they all. come out yeah but never again though, no never or you're again a pedophile. should they <laughs> i just started listening to or three days ago, but I can't wait to catch up. You both are doing wonderful. I also saw that you both sometimes read personal stories sent in by viewers, so I thought might as well. My story isn't the scariest, but it's something that I think about. I mean, you don't have to get, like, just, okay. <laughs> you're, you're set, well, no, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Tell <laughs> us that it's good. You know, don't worry. My story isn't the scariest. It is something that I think about whenever I wake up abruptly in the middle of the night. Maybe I'll do my own research over Mr. No Eyes and see if it's a weird child's dream or some prick who just likes blue walls and scaring the shit out of my younger self. Thank you for the wonderful podcast, Hell and High Horror. So this is the story of Mr. No Eyes. I want to firmly establish that when I was younger, I was one of those kids. Those referring to the type of children people who lovingly call gremlins and keep a good distance from. It wasn't because I liked to bite or that I was too loud. It was the opposite. Oh, you didn't have teeth and you mm. whispered. <laughs> What's the opposite? <laughs> What's that the is opposite creepy. No biting. <laughs> too loud. My mom loves telling stories about how I unusually I was unusually quiet for a kid who frequently got in trouble, either by <laughs> locking down our local elementary school during kindergarten simply for the reason that I was bored or for having the ability to always sneak up on people and scare them. Oh my god, I hope my future child's like that. <laughs> How'd he lock down his local elementary school? Um, First of all, I think it's a female. I'm not sure though. Um, a female named Mac? Yeah. What's like that short Mackenzie for? or something. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, I'm just always going assume out here. Mac is a man's name. Yeah. I want to know how um, you got your kindergarten lockdown or yeah, local what the fuck? Don't just school. throw things out there like that and give us no <laughs> detail. 
whenever I did choose to speak, it was something among the lines of Mr. No Eyes, a person who I apparently would speak adamantly about until I hit first grade. Mr. No Eyes, based on a few memories I still have of him and a story or two I've heard, wasn't a real person. I currently never met anyone described in such a weird way, nor do I really want to. What I remember mostly about him isn't the man himself, but where I met him. You see, when I was little, I would sleep in the blue room. The blue room isn't significant itself, as the nickname comes from the navy blue walls that made the room impossible to navigate when the moon rose and the lights went out. This is like some red room haunting a hill house shit. What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) It was where I slept from age one to age five, though I rarely managed to stay the entire night in the room. The room itself was nice, and I loved playing in there and inviting family members inside to either play dress-up or read me stories, but I could never really sleep there. Before the end of the night, I'd either pull the blanket and pillow out into the hall or fall asleep on the couch. I think I was afraid of falling asleep in that room. The room was harmless, but sleeping there wasn't right. The few memories I have are really just snapshots and fill-ins from over the years, as my mom or my sister mentioned a thing or two about when I was younger. From my own memory, I remember the beginning of the dream. The scene was nearly the same every night. Imagine a busy street with crowds of people hurtling past you. Their features undefined and blurry, but not foreign. There were probably people I'd seen at the grocery store during school, so I wasn't afraid of them. They weren't real, and I knew that. I could hear chatter and people laughing and shouting, but the words I couldn't make out. Background sounds, I suppose. I was holding someone's hand, my mother's, I think, and we were just standing there, standing in the middle of the busy street with people hurling past, unable to move. The part of the dream wasn't worrying. The issue was that there was another person standing in the middle of the street, unmoving. I have trouble remembering the person themselves, and that's to be expected, but I do remember their face. It was a man with sharper, defined features that didn't look wrong, but not right either. Like it was a person's face, but shifted to the left a centimeter. Just barely out of order enough for you to get that something wasn't entirely right with the man. I don't remember his clothing or his full appearance, but I do remember his eyes. Or lack of. He had eyes, I understand that, but they weren't there. He had eyelashes and eyelids, but there wasn't anything behind them. It wasn't black which most of my friends think when I tell them about him. It wasn't red or bloody. He just didn't have eyes. He didn't have eyes, but I knew he was staring straight through me. The people hurling past me didn't feel real, but he did. It felt like there was a genuine person staring at me as if I were the problem. I don't remember anything past the point, but from the stories I've heard, it wasn't good. My mom said that sometimes I would wake up crying about how Mr. Noise was getting closer or about how I couldn't move. She mentioned that the night before she finally allowed me to room with my older sister, probably a girl then, I had woken up screaming bloody murder about how he was right there, right before me, and that he was reaching for my eyes. Then the next night, I was sleeping in my older sister room, and Mr. Noise was promptly forgotten. I apparently had no trouble playing in the room or reading there, but I never stepped in when the sun went down. I'm currently 17 years old, and it's been a year since my parents divorced, and I've been living in a new house, though I do visit and stay in both houses, depending on the week. Next week, I'll be back at the old house where the blue room is. It's been converted into a makeshift guest bedroom, and if I'm honest, I want to see if it'll happen again. The only problem is, my last dream was when Mr. No Eyes was right in front of me. I'm terrified of what will happen if I see him again. You'll go blind, clearly. That's the end of the story. (laughs) Wow, that's He's going to take your eyes. That could be like a folk children's nightmare tale. I mean, it, nice and creepy. That was, you should write a book. But it was beautiful. also, maybe something was happening 
where you were afraid of like I wonder what you know how like dreams you can read yeah, about dream them symbolism. I wonder about like getting your eyes taken or whatever huh. like what that might mean if your parents were fighting like yeah because I used to dream research. about I mean I'm terrified of the ocean but I also <laughs> used to dream about being in the ocean but not being able to move oh and it was about like my family fighting and all this stuff. I don't yeah. know if therapist she explained it, but I was like, I'm still afraid of the ocean. You're not helping. Yeah. But it was about no control, that I had no control, mm-hmm. that I was, it was weird because I'm somehow safe, but I don't want to be where I am. And yeah. I have no control of getting out. Mm-hmm. So I would dream I was like lost in this ocean. Yeah. You're like powerless. Yes, exactly. That makes so a lot I of sense. So I wonder if there was something in there. Yeah. I mean, it definitely And like maybe if be. it was getting worse and worse, obviously the thing would get closer and closer yeah. and closer. But I mean, I don't know your life, Mac. You don't have to tell me, but I'm just curious. <laughs> yes. You don't have to tell us. I mean, but it's very I interesting. Make you love me if you don't. Okay. Yeah, I can't sing right now. I'm fucking sick. Um, <laughs> well, those are our listener stories. Yay! We're finally back with them. If you have your own stories to send us, please send them to HelenHighHorror at gmail.com. Yeah, Mr. No Eyes will get you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stick him on you. Yeah. He's ours now. Or maybe that blue room. What if, like, underneath the walls there's just mold? <laughs> and it was just mold the whole time. It's just blue mold. Blue mold. So that's it for this um, listener stories episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yay. Okay, we'll talk at you with our uh, impending real episode. <laughs> Not yeah, real. next next will be prison riots. Yeah, which is crazy because we got those prison yeah. stories. So, um, so good. I'm I'm excited for them. Yeah. So stay tuned for that, everyone. Happy hauntings. Bye. Bye.